Welcome to IT Visionaries, created by The Mission, your number one source for accelerated learning. On this episode of IT Visionaries, Ian sits down with Brian Hoyt, Chief Information Officer of Unity. In this conversation, Brian shares with Ian his advice for first-time CIOs and how research and development is at the core of Unity's business model. He also shares why the best innovations aren't noticeable at first glance. Enjoy. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. The Lightning Platform is a leading cloud platform that makes building AI-powered apps faster and easier. With Salesforce, now everyone is empowered to build apps for their organization. Learn more at salesforce.com slash build apps. Welcome to another episode of IT Visionaries. We have Brian Hoyt, CIO of Unity, in studio, sitting across from me. Brian, what's going on? Oh, I'm having a good time here. Looking forward to some questions and a good discussion. I'm not sure if I'm an AT visionary, though. That seems a little bit premature. But <laughs> oh, sure. You, you know, we uh, we we look out into the future. I feel like you know we're all visionaries. The only thing you can't do is put visionary on your uh, on your Twitter because then you look like a weirdo. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So super excited to talk to you. You have some unique challenges and some kind of unique fun things with your role at Unity. Kind of share just like the scope of your responsibilities sure. and the job that you kind of took on a year ago. Yeah, sure. I think, it, you know, businesses get to a point when they've scaled at a place where they really need to centralize some more of the technology operations and how they instrument their business with systems and actually a lot of processes too that we work on in IT. So my role is really, there's three teams that I kind of manage. One is a sort of data warehousing team, an enterprise data warehouse. And then another one is sort of the business systems. That's, you know, ERP or CRM, sort of the traditional stack of tools that that we use to operate a business. And then the corporate IT and infrastructure, Wi-Fi, sort of boring things, but the things that are sort of the oxygen of the company that, that keep things moving. So it's really those three, those three items. That's what I spend my time on. So what's like, how big is your team? How big of like, what's the support that you're looking at across Unity? Sure. So I think I've got probably right around 75-ish, you know, all in people in my team, pretty much divided between uh, San Francisco and then Copenhagen, which is our sort of our roots of the company was born in Copenhagen. So I'm, I think about half my team is there and probably half in San Francisco. And then, you know, Unity obviously is a platform for creators. Yeah. So like, tell me what it was like kind of coming into a company where you're really coming in to look at business functions and say like, how can we, you know, improve processes internally with kind of this like culture of innovation and empowering creatives and like tons of engineers and tons of folks kind of all around you. I mean, I think it's obviously, you know, it's a super exciting place. Like we're fans of Unity here at the mission, but it's, it's something that, you know, looking at it from the outside, it it kind of could seem daunting at first. It's a really broad business, and it's very it's very driven by engineering. And and my last role, I was in, in more of a traditional enterprise software company, and the differences are, it, you know, when it, when it, you're surrounded by creatives, and, and and that's really the mission of the company. And it really is really mission driven to empower those creatives. It was a bit daunting, actually. I think it's you really have to focus very clearly on 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 what you're trying to accomplish and stay on message about here's what we're doing and why we're doing it because it goes sideways pretty quickly. And then a company like Unity, there's, I think, a healthy and rightful questioning of why are we doing things this way or, you know, making sure that we're putting, you know, the rigor around why, you know, is it process for process? 
to say because no one likes that and especially folks that tend to be a bit more creative don't don't enjoy discussing the ins and outs of procurement processes for instance right it's just you know between them and what they're trying to do and, and that's not a great place to be so you know you have to you have to really focus on on what where the value add is and what controls you have to really must have and why you know it's really interesting being in a company where you have so many tech technical experts. You know, yeah. we've talked to other CIOs on the podcast about how they are the technologists at the company. Right. You know, like they're the one who they might be a little younger than than a lot of the other executives, but they definitely have the most knowledge, technical knowledge, they're staying up on those, you yeah. know, those trends. But for you, it's it's kind of a different situation. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly. Yeah. I mean, we have some of the world's biggest brains when it comes to graphics and all these super technical things that I have no idea about that stuff. Right. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. And, you know, I, I, I wish I had more chance to spend time, you know, really closely understanding some of those things. But we have so many smart people and and they will definitely let you know if <laughs> if they think you're you're making a mistake, you know, and, and I'm, I'm glad for that, right? I mean, I think it really helps you not have a lot of ego around your your position and, and, and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you could have, you know, sometimes there's, there's companies that kind of have a big problem with that kind of like IT business partnership. Yeah. But when the business is a lot of technologists, yeah. like it's, it's a different problem. Yeah, it's actually amazing that in this, in this business, I think what's surprised me most, it's, it's been a, a year in, is really how core R&D is in this company. It's all, the entire company is R&D and, and they're, they're really focused on their technology and making the, the end user successful. And there's not a big sales team, right? There's, I mean, of course we have sales team and I think, you know, we'll continue to evolve in that, but I've been really surprised how, how central R&D is. I think it's, I think it's really wonderful. And then do you, I mean, how are you, you came into the role, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you'd, you'd been a CIO once before, but this is a different challenge. Did sure. you you know, immediately go out and, and kind of meet a lot of these folks, like the business leaders, like on the yeah. ground that are out building. Like, how do how do you kind of view? I know you travel a lot. Yeah, obviously by coastal and everything. So, yeah. how did you look at that? I spent a ton of time listening. I think that's was my that was what I wanted to do. Right, it was like very clear to me. The company when I joined, it was already I think thirteen or fourteen years old, so it'd been around quite a while. Right, and there was. Um, and believe it or not, for even for a company like Unity, there's technical debt. Like you know, you might not think that, and like it's sort of what seems like a unicorn's you know startupy kind of thing. But because of the age, there's things that I need to unwind. Understanding because there's always a reason why they haven't been taken out, and there's always a stakeholder. And the company's very dispersed geographically. We have a lot of offices with you know 30 to 50 people in them all around the world. And man, it's been a lot of travel. But one of the best parts, I love to walk into an office. And, and understand what that team is working on and what what's important to them. Take my lumps over how bad the Wi-Fi is or whatever you know whatever feedback is is there. And there's always some. And again, like I you know I, I, that's what I want. But listening was really my first and most important thing. And I really spent. I'd say a good three or four months just listening, like, and kind of, I just kind of told people I was in read only mode, you know, so. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> you know, it's something that I think is so funny because when you're, you know, kind of parachuting into all of these different locations where you're just asking for like, what problems can I remove off of your plate? Like, yeah. what are those pain points? And specifically with folks like this, where Wi-Fi speed is the currency, yeah. right? It's well, like, I mean, yeah, you can't, like, you do not mess around with the tech company's Wi-Fi. <laughs> but especially like, yeah. especially a company like Unity, right? Yeah. Like you're talking about the creators that are making some things that are out there on the platform that are rendering is, you know, yeah. I mean, that would be the name of the podcast, right? right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I think that there's so much stuff there where, I mean, that's, yeah, we're a media company here at the mission. Like 
we do the same thing. Like Wi-Fi speed is paramount because right. we have so much yeah. video and all sorts of different things that we're working on. One of the things that's been really interesting in this in this company is there's some problems, like technical problems we have that are like kind of unity only. Like how do you share a four terabyte graphics file back and forth in real time? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not easy, you know? So not a problem I had in a software company as such. So our R&D team has this gigantic QA lab that's all like thousands of PlayStations or something. It's like kind of really interesting infrastructure challenges that we have. And we, we have a lot of custom things inside and, and R&D manages a lot of those themselves where they're sometimes just an advisory role or not at all, but it's got a healthy list of problems that only a company like Unity would have. So it's it's fun. That's really fascinating. Those are problems that we're all going to have in the future. Like this is one of those things where you like look at a snapshot in time and we talk about, you know, the changing nature of IT. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things where it's like, we're all going to be sharing four terabyte, yeah, you know, that's absolutely right. data down the road. Like with the rise of just how much video and how much all of this other stuff, like that we are going to need to solve those problems. Lots more companies are going to need to solve those problems. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So switching into some of those kind of like IT employees. Mm-hmm. What do you think that the future IT employees look like and how that role is changing? I think the role in, over the next five or 10 years is gonna change quite a bit. I mean, you know, and you see this, I think already with some companies sort of embracing like the walk-up genius bar style service concept, whether it's to look at a problem on your on your laptop or, or whatever device you may be looking at. And that's already shifted away from, oh, put in a ticket, that kind of model. And you know a lot of these things, if you look at the kind of work that you get like pumped into, whether it's your IT support Slack channel or you know whatever ticket that, that you have, you know sticking system you have it, there's a lot of repetition there, right? And there's a big opportunity. And there's some companies thinking about this already. How do you apply a, you know, a really focused AI solution to reset a password? So you don't need a human being to do that. And by the way, I can tell you, I started answering tickets. I started my career answering tickets and nobody likes resetting password tickets. Yep. It sucks. Yep. Like it's not fun, right? You know, like yeah. you sit on the other end with the, you're measured by, you know, like when I when I was doing this, how many tickets you have in a queue and how long it takes you to close them. And, you know, that's a great place to get started. I, I But in the future, I think people will be able to work on a more broad set of problems. But I do see that sort of automation slash AI thing taking down a lot of the IT ticketing work in the future. And I think it makes us really think about the types of people we want to solve, really coordinate problems and do uh, implementations, you know, rather than break fixes and and things like that. What are some of those problems that you're seeing? Like, what are some things like from the field that you're seeing? You're like, wow, I wish we had more people like Jenny to be able to solve these enormous icebergs. When I started my job, before I started my job, it wasn't me, my new boss texted me and he said, oh, you know, we just had a strategy like pre-planning session for next year. He's like, number top three or four things was you got to figure out video conferencing. I was like, okay, well, actually that's good news because I know how to do that. And <laughs> of course, but uh, the other side of it is the way you do that is you pick the platform that's going to sort of scale with you. And, you know, there's a number of options out there now, but you really have to have somebody that owns that, right? So I employ an, an audio visual engineer in my team who designs the rooms, makes sure that they're built. We open a tremendous amount of offices or we're in this year, especially because we're in kind of growth mode. Also like moving from, you know, the same city from smaller space to bigger space, the amount of resources it takes both between IT and the sort of our workplace team, it's, it's massive, right? I mean, my global IT manager, I think has been home 
for two months because we've just been, I mean, it's just been crazy. And like that kind of thing is what multifaceted, interesting implementations, you know, or is really what, you know, is the interesting stuff. So I think that's a great example is like hiring. I think a lot of IT teams probably don't have their own AV engineer and it may not seem obvious, but when you're looking at down at your CEO, who's doing a town hall or an all hands meeting and something goes wrong and he looks at you and wants to murder you, you can at least look back and want to murder someone else who knows what they're doing, right? Because I don't know how to, <laughs> how to do that. But you know, it really does help give a layer of confidence and expertise in the team when they see there's somebody that's really passionate about this one thing. So Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, you know, in marketing 20 years ago, we didn't think that we were going to need to have like writers and like, you know, yeah. podcasters or, or things like that. Like you didn't think that you were going to have to build, you know, many media companies within your marketing department, same sort of thing. Like you didn't think, you know, IT didn't think that you're going to need to build video experts, mm-hmm. but now it's the standard. The yep. standard is having streaming with no issues yep. and I can see their face in real time because yeah. we're in 50 cities yeah. or whatever. And HD. Don't don't forget HD or whatever, you know, whatever it is, 4K. We had an office open recently and they were upset that, that they couldn't have an 8K display. Well, it's like, you know, $80,000. Do we really need that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to see my pores in uh, right. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, in 8K, that's for sure. It is amazing how far that technology has come and you, know, you can buy off the shelf pieces. You don't need to go to like a vertically integrated solution that just going to cost Cadillac per meeting room, right? It's it's pretty amazing what you can do now. What are some other problems? And they could be Unity specific, like the four terabyte thing that you've kind of seen where you're like, man, I need someone who's cross-functional or I need someone who I, I, I didn't see that they don't have, no one on my team has the skill sets to do blank or at least the hard skills or something like that. You know, I've been pretty, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm really, I find myself in that position. I maybe need more of them. I think I moved pretty quickly to bring in people that I knew were the right people when I came in. You know, I I think I started last October. I spent most of the rest of the year kind of on my listening tour. And then right around the new year, I made a move on some senior people in my organization and they hit the ground just running and, you know, hit the accelerator. So we've done a lot. We've done a lot, really. The interesting thing that's sort of Unity specific is that we kind of have the, we have our, of course, we have our core product, the editor that that we sell. We have also this large, you know, media and ads business, right, that we have. Obviously, those business models are wildly different. Yeah. Right. So I kind of did, I kind of underestimated how complex that could be, to be honest. And I think we're just now like getting to a place where we're digesting how both businesses work in a level of detail. And which I think is the most important thing for me, especially is to understand, understand the business fundamentally, how it works, how we engage with our customers and on both sides. Where do you think that like people are going to be developing these skills in the future? Like, you know, the folks Mm -hmm. that you brought on the team, I'm sure you probably had folks in your network that Mm -hmm. you like, you know, wanted to tap. But what are some of those skills that future IT employees are going to have or that you're looking for? Yeah, I think the skill, like the actual like hard skills are super trainable. I'm, I'm very passionate about training, like not demanding that somebody comes from a traditional, you know, IT background and myself didn't go to university and study computer science or anything. So I have a little bit of a different background. And I think these are all trainable. What I really look for, I think, 
I look for somebody that really has a, a, a high focus and is conscientious in their work, attention to detail, If depending on the role. Like, I mean, we're all in relationship business in IT now, right? We're all, we all want to, we all want to communicate a, a level of, okay, these people understand me and, and, and where I'm going. So I guess like what I'm trying to say is like, I look for people's motivation and more of a soft skill thing. If you're like willing to put the work in, I think almost anybody can sit down and become like a Salesforce admin, right? And, yeah. and there's tons of avenues for this stuff now. And I think it's similar with the current tool chain that I'm involved with, like Workday and NetSuite. Like these are all things that, you know, you can go and, and learn it piece by piece. Or if you know a little bit, your skills can just really hit up into the right if you really get some good problems at you. So I think I think it's a super trainable set of skills, but I really look for the motivation and flexibility and, and not sort of like the, I'm kind of sitting in the back upset that I'm not included in the conversation, but really go out and find find the problems and figure out a way to use technology to solve them. For future of IT, kind of like how you see the role of like as the CIO changing, what's your kind of like business breakdown of like working internal versus working with customers? And then like, how do you see that changing as being a CIO? Because I think what we're seeing is like a lot of the innovative CIOs are or CTOs, you know, depending on how orgs are structured, but they're kind of starting to see this shift where it's like, hey, we're working with customers. And therefore, we can serve business better. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of see that role changing for yourself? I, I think it depends on the company, right? I think in my case specifically at Unity, our our buyer is not a CIO, right? Like almost, you know, that might change in the future as we think about sort of more industrial applications of our product. And I'm actually, I really enjoy that part of it. When I was at AppDynamics before this, I got to spend time with customers, really enjoyed that. I mean, the, there is a huge shift, I think, that the expectation that the CIO is out there leading the charge in sales. I think there's a lot of CIOs that spend 99% of their time talking to customers, you know, and, and I think they're happy doing that because it's a hard job, but maybe they got a strong VP or something that's running the, the day-to-day of the operations. For me, I spend almost all my time in internally focused right now. I expect that to change in the future, but I know a lot of CIOs that spend 90% of their time talking to customers. What about kind of like internally on your team and kind of driving innovation and and all that? See, like it, and with Unity, you have such an innovative company yeah. in general. So it seems like there's obviously and tons of effort on R and D in terms of like IT innovation. You know, the internal processes, which might not be as yeah. sexy or as fun. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, usually my goal is like the innovation wise is like you know I don't really want it to be noticed, right? I don't want. I don't want anyone to to notice their laptop or and I don't want any friction in the work. So what what I focus on is trying to take that friction out and make people more productive when it, when I think about that. And I think we've done some interesting things with that. A lot of, you know, like how your laptop gets sort of automated when you, you know, builds itself rather than having to have a human being like provision a laptop per employee per new starter, right? So sort of building an automation environment with that I think is pretty cool. I, you know, and you, we can ship a laptop to an employee anywhere in the world and they open it up and it just says, well, welcome to Unity. It sucks down the entire profile and they're hit the ground running. Oh, that's really so, cool. I mean, maybe it doesn't even earn the word innovation compared to some of those interesting products and things. No, that, that is. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's focusing on trying to take that friction out. We do a lot of interesting work. I think Slack has been a really interesting thing, right, for businesses. And I didn't understand it at first. Um, wasn't a fan because like, ah, we the last thing any of us want is another chat tool in our business, right? But the IT support channel that we have in Slack where people say, hey, I'm having a problem. Come help me right now. It's First of all, it sets the expectation that somebody is actually listening, right? Totally. Pay, paying attention and that they're, they'll come and help right now. But interestingly, all those things actually happen. And it happened without me deciding to do it. 
it happened from somebody probably in my team starting the channel and someone, a user saying, I need a mouse, right? <laughs> and then one showed up on their desk. So, you know, it, it, and I was not sure at first because how do you then say, oh, well, our work is, you know, we've done this many more tickets because it doesn't translate to that old. Yeah, because it's not a ticket. Right, yeah. right. So, I mean, I think that's an interesting thing. And I thought it was going to crash and burn. I like, I was sure it was a recipe for disaster, but it didn't. My team loves it. The management loves it because it does give that perception of real-time feedback. I look on there and I can just kind of do a smell test. Like, like I know I can tell you like just every day when I look at it, our VPN sucks because there's yeah. a lot of issues with the VPN. So I, I kind of like that, you know, and, and it does show people that you're on top of things. It's not just like, ah, I go put in a ticket. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable, like with that type of stuff and obviously with advances of, of just transparency technology yeah. for lack of a better word right and it, can, could, it doesn't have to be slack it could be whatever well, you yeah, use, yeah. but you get my yeah but the idea that like those type of things and then you know you have whatever bot crawl all of that and say like hey turns out vpn shows up 75 right. times every month you know yeah. or whatever it is speaking of slack i was at their headquarters not not too long ago and they just have a vending machine with all of with yeah. like laptops and mouse and keyboards yeah, and all I, that sort I, of stuff i've tried this and i think it is cool and it, it's one of those like it's a nice billboard for IT, right? When I put one of those in before, people, you know, it was branded and looked kind of cool, and people were like, oh, you know, like <laughs> it's pretty interesting. And I remember the time my boss, who was a CFO, was like, "This is like people are just going to take all the keyboards and put them on eBay." And I was like, "Well, they didn't." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it turns so, out yeah. we hired them all. Yeah. We have we have a good hiring process. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's like, what if you train people and, and they leave and then it's like, well, what if we don't and they right. stay sort of thing? Right, right. Yeah, always better to trust trust the employee. What's your advice for a, for a first-time CIO? In my last role, I got promoted to CIO internally. And now I've, you know, came in at that level. And the experiences have been very different, <laughs> I can tell you. Like, uh, I don't know. I think you got to listen, right? Like, if you've gotten promoted internally, you likely know everything that's going on already, yeah. right? And I mean, I think you're obviously did, we're doing something right. You know, keep doing it. I think it might be a little squishy, to, especially if you were like a VP of IT and then you got, what does that really mean, the, the, the difference? So I think make sure that's clear, right? I mean, that, that you expect to do different things now that you have a different title, not just, you know, a better version of yourself. I think, you know, maybe it's that's the customer engagement. I think that's really important. If you could pitch that internally, you know, spend more time with customers, you know, this title, it's something that we can all, there is definitely like a camaraderie amongst those of us who are CIOs. We are pretty good contact, especially here in the Bay Area. Maybe that's it. And I guess if you're joining, if you're a first-time CIO, my experience was that people were not sure what to make of you at first because they never had a CIO. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what the, the title implies like a, a very high level of seniority. And, you know, I felt sometimes like handled a little more carefully, which I thought was very interesting. Didn't last too long, right? <laughs> in, in a good way. I don't want to feel handled and, you know, and, and, and like that. I want to be pretty, pretty easy to deal with. So yeah, I, I guess, you know, you got to listen a lot, right? And pay attention, walk through the building and and look for things that don't look right, right? You know, see a server under the desk, lose your mind and say, why is there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <so. laughs> what technology are you most excited about going forward? I'm really excited about whatever the, whatever the next generation of billionaires are going to probably be made by AI-based business systems, right? Like something that's really, you know, like, I mean, Salesforce has done great work innovating, but at, at their core, they're still a big database. It's a really nifty front end. Whoever invents the CRM that's AI-powered 
at its very core. I'm, I'm very excited to not, you know, to the next iteration of financial systems. Like I think it could be really interesting. And can we evolve that past like the rules-based kind of thing we have now to, to add a, a little more layer of value and give accountants a, a little more freedom in, in, in what they do. So it's a highly process-based job. And I think it's rife for some some interesting innovation there. So really this next generation of business systems. And I, I, I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I'm specifically excited about company-wise, but I'm paying attention to what's coming out of venture back things now and, and what's going to be next. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. We, we were at Dreamforce, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and did a bunch of podcasting stuff there. But being around kind of our amazing sponsors, Lighting Platform, and around Einstein and, and those teams and just seeing like what can be done with AI is just, yeah. it's just like amazing because it's the very, yeah, very, yeah, very, thing, right? very beginning. And that's the thing. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, it, it's like, it is just the very beginning. Like, and what happens when it's built from there up? Like, yeah. that's pretty interesting. Okay, let's do some lighting round. Lighting round, questions, fast and easy. All right. Not like those hard ones that I had earlier. <laughs> And fast and easy questions, just like the Lightning Platform by Salesforce, because building AI-powered apps faster and easier, you can do it on the Lightning Platform. Okay, number one, what app are you using on your phone that is the most fun? I was just using HomeAway just now because I'm planning my Christmas vacation. And that was really fun because I was sort of collaborating with some of my friends that are, you know, other parts of the country or the world and sharing links back and forth. It was pretty fun to to plan a vacation that I'm not a bit, this is embarrassing to say I'm not like not much of a gamer, (laughs) but I don't have like a lot of phone games. I would love to be on like the Unity newsletter of like new games that are going out to see all the crazy stuff. Yeah, it's, building, it's, it's, we have a Slack channel that's like it's really cool. Like, oh, no yeah, kidding! Yeah, that's it's pretty interesting. And some of the stuff that we make internally to to show the power of our platform is just unbelievably beautiful and interesting too. And all of the stuff like the AR VR creation yeah. stuff that's coming down. I always do this in the lightning round. I always pontificate, but no, the the AR VR stuff that's like just the very very beginnings of this stuff is just so incredible. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Okay, what's your favorite time-saving tool? I like text messages a lot, right? I don't have to write an email. I, no. I Everyone asks me like, you know, well, how do you manage your team? And I, I was telling them like this real-time feedback. If I don't like something, I will text you in a meeting and say like, you know, not I won't admonish you. But I'll yeah. be like, hey, like, you know, you don't have to write an email. I don't have to do anything other than pull out my phone and be like, hey, I need X, Y, and Z right now or, you know, today or something. So, do you have a favorite use of chatbots or AI that you've seen out in the world lately? There is something I'm very excited about. I think they're still in stealth and I'm an early participant in it that's kind of trying to reinvent the IT service, like ticketing experience I'm beyond excited for. Um, oh man, we yeah. need that. We need, as soon as they're, as soon yeah. as they launch, let's get them on IT visionaries. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited about that. I think my team is just it's like, seems like the future. So that's awesome. Favorite team sports or otherwise? Not a sports guy. I'm more like a would like rather go to the opera or something than go to than go to sports. I'm just not favorite like opera team. Favorite <laughs> show you've seen recently? Huh? Good question. I saw uh, I, last year at San Francisco Opera. I saw Electro. It was really interesting. It was good. I I like the, the Metropolitan Opera in New York. It's my favorite for sure. I love to go there. Do you have a favorite book or podcast? I recently finished this biography of Leonardo da Vinci that was very nice. That was a this year book. I like that. I don't listen to podcasts that much, but I do really like to to read. I'm <clears throat> attempting to keep up with Bill Gates and his books yeah. and read all the ones that he does because I figure he's probably busier than me, but I'm not doing a very good job, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> to so be honest. <laughs> Favorite one day getaway in the New York area? 
you know, I love like South Brooklyn. It's very like not much has changed. I think maybe a little bit. And there's some like, you know, great pizza places. My wife uh, and I like to go down to like Coney Island and Brighton Beach. It's kind of a unique part of the world and very, it's a very New York experience. You did Salesforce support for a few years, right? Started in Siebel support. Okay, uh, yeah, and yeah. I did Salesforce implementations. I sort of moved on to that, to that world. So I'm pretty fluent in the Salesforce world. Do you have a favorite Dreamforce moment ever? I haven't been in a, in a few years, to be honest, but I used to love this session that Parker always did where he stood up there and everyone in the room just basically said like, why can't you fix the basic things? And why do you keep adding on this other stuff that no one cares about? And he was just such a good sport about it. Yeah. And just everyone basically was like throwing rotten eggs at the guy. And like and one year is like, he walked in and there was just like a big bucket of beers. He's like, I just want you guys to calm down this year. Just take the beers. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it was funny. I I it's that. been a, lot, a, while, a while ago. It was always my favorite session. I haven't been back in a couple of years, just scheduling reasons, but yeah. Okay, last question. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice to someone who wants to be a CIO someday? I think you gotta be pretty focused. Pay attention to where to where you can add value and what the next generation like. There's a whole you know a, a new generation of people that that are, that are coming up as we know the population, and they'll all be the business leaders of tomorrow. And pay attention to to how you think you would do it differently and have a strong opinion on that. Right? I think if you're waiting for the seat to open up, you know maybe look elsewhere too. Like I think, and also like I think you have to have a, a great deal of self confidence and pretty thick skin. It's it's a tough job if you feel like you're you're going to take regular beatings about things that aren't your fault or that you can't do anything about, and they have like crazy unrealistic expectations because this in some cases the state of technology is just that there's it's not going to be easy. There's going to be friction, and things take they still take too long. If I want to change fundamentally a technical process that we're doing, it still takes a long time, right? It still takes a couple months, not a couple weeks in in some cases. But ten years ago, it took three years. So. The beatings will continue the beatings, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, until morale improves. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. All right, that's it for the lightning round. You can go to salesforce.com slash build apps to learn more about the platform. Thanks so much for, for hanging out today. Anything else? Any final thoughts? No, nope, I think it was a great time. And remember, if your Wi-Fi doesn't work, you can't go anywhere beyond that level, right? So everyone focus on your Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce, a leading cloud platform that makes building AI-powered apps faster and easier. With Salesforce, now everyone can build apps for their organization. Learn more at salesforce.com slash buildapps. apps.